0: Good afternoon, everybody. I have just completed my first interview with Mitch Onger from Giveaway Rocket. So, a really exciting interview, really in-depth about sweepstakes, how you can use sweepstakes to grow your business. Mitch does it for a living. So for the next 50 minutes, puts things down, takes some notes, and uh, listen up. This is a really, really interesting interview. Good afternoon, everybody. I am here with Mitch Onger from... Giveaway rocket, and we're going to talk all about sweepstakes, giveaways, contests, anything we can do to grow our email lists. So here we go. Welcome, Mitch. Thank you, you very
1: much, Arthur. I'm doing great, and and I just to start people off. If you're not growing your email lists, you're doing something wrong. You better get started. How's that for a threat?
0: That's that's a. Uh... That's a, that's a good way. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you 100%. So.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'll give you an example. I read a story this morning on Facebook. Uh, a friend of mine I'm following, a really smart gal, and she had her business go from millions of dollars a year to virtually nothing because Google, analy- Google search engine, her SEO, they changed the algorithm, and she fell completely from like number three on the, all the searches down to virtually nothing. Okay. So what's the saving grace in a situation like that? Cause you've heard those stories. It's not just me, right?
0: No, it's absolutely not just you. And I'm Steve. laughing.
1: Go which ahead. I'm
0: laughing because and I, I know I'm I'm interviewing you, we're having a conversation, but I've ten, eight years ago when I had a, a, a review website, we reviewed everything, and um we got caught in the first panda update. There you go. Literally overnight. It Boom. was Closed and out of bed. That's the reason I was laughing. So go ahead, back I, to your, no, back
1: but, to this lady. But that, I mean, there are thousands upon thousands of examples like that. And I was speaking to a gentleman just the other day who is is does his business on Amazon. And suddenly Apple came in and started doing stuff, and and all of his business from Amazon went away. And I said, look, if you've got your email list, if you have a list of customers, you've got a place to start. It may not be as big as what you were doing before. Because yeah. we all know email doesn't open, you know, people don't always open their emails, blah, blah, blah. goes into spam, blah, blah, blah. But it's a freaking place to start, and it's something that you can own and manage as opposed to relying on Facebook or Google or anybody else, because they can rip that away. My wife had her Facebook ads account ripped away because she said something wrong.
0: Yeah. Yep. <gasps> God
1: forbid. <laughs> You say something that and you didn't intend to do it, maybe, but they just say, sorry, tough noogies, you're gone.
0: And there's and not a lot of recourse.
1: Exactly. So if you're not building your email list, and I'm sorry I'm preaching at you, but if you don't have an email list to work with, you're stuck. It's your number one asset. Use it.
0: That's it. I agree 100%. So now, Mitch, tell me a little bit about you. Tell me, give me the, the, the high level overview of Mitch. And I know the one thing you said to me goes, you said to me, I talk a lot. I talk a lot. (laughs) Okay. So give me the the high level overview with two minutes. I'm going to put you on a clock. All right. I I could probably do it in one. Uh,
1: I was born in, no, won't go there. (laughs) I started out of college as a software developer, came to Missouri from Florida, and I built a, a good standing in Boeing. Uh, was expecting to live my life there, retire there, do the fun stuff after retirement, and they laid me off in 2010. So I became an instant entrepreneur at that point. Uh, 53 years old and suddenly out all on my own. I had a blog that I had built in the photography and video industry, and I worked with that for quite a while. And in process of running uh, contests for vendors that were advertising on my on my photography blog, I realized there was there was a lightning moment. On, and I, I still remember talking to the guy that ran my ads. And he, because I, I started doing giveaways for the people that were paying me to advertise on my site. And he said, Mitch, you ought to be charging for that. And I laughed at him. I said, Jeff, I said, why would I charge for that? That's crazy. They're already paying me. And he said, Mitch, go look up the cost of a lead. And I went, okay. So I went off and did a little bit of research and bang, the light bulb went off. Like, holy crap, I could charge for this. So I asked one of the vendors, I said, "Uh, if I do a contest for you and say we bring in 3000 leads, if I charged you $250, would that be okay? And he was like, $250 for 3000 leads? What are you kidding? That's insane. I usually pay two, three, four dollars for a lead. You're going to give me several thousand for 250 bucks? Sign me up. And so that's where the light bulb went off. And now I've been doing contests ever since.
0: Nice, nice. That's, that, and you stayed within the time limit. That's very interesting. I didn't realize the, the whole Boeing component of it. We'd spoken before. I didn't realize the right. whole Boeing component. That's really interesting. Um, so then, then I'm going to go right into this. I'm going to go right into this. I'm going okay. to put you on the spot. I what is the it. first thing you say to a customer when they go, you know, this is, you're talking about camera companies. You're talking about probably Fuji and Canon. I'm just guessing. Right. Um, you're talking about these companies. What do you say to them when they say sweepstakes leads, they're not good. They don't, they're not really good. They're just people who want to win stuff. They're not buying anything. Great question. You know <laughs> what, what floats my boat, don't you?
1: <laughs> um There are a couple of things that I've learned along the way, and and it's absolutely perfect question. And so many people have said to me along the way. uh, In fact, in the Facebook group that um, you and I met, there was a question just the other day well. I don't. I put tens of thousands of people on my email list from contests and they're all trash. And what I have done over the last couple of years is I've started actually talking to people that enter contests. Uh, there are people, they call themselves sweepers, or in in can, mm-hmm. Canada, uh, I love to say that wrong, <laughs> they call themselves contesters because contest is more popular of a word than sweepstakes in the U.S. and what they tell me when I talk to them one-on-one is they don't enter contests just to win something for free. Now there is a contingent of people that just flat out don't care they want to enter something for the joy of winning and maybe they're going to sell something on eBay if they win it. Sure. Uh, might be a trip or something, but they may not turn into a buyer. And that's, that's the crux of the question, is turning people that you get on your email list into people that need your service, uh, want to learn from you, whatever it is you're offering. Because obviously your business, you're trying to better the world, right? You want people to be better for buying your product or your service, because it's going to solve a problem that they have, a pain point. Mm-hmm. And so there is a contingent of people that just are freebie seekers. But the the, the people that I have spoken with that say, oh, contest people are just only want to win something for free. When you interview the people that are serious about it, they tell me, A, they won't enter a contest that they're not interested in winning the product, or maybe it's a going to be a birthday gift for their mom or sister or whatever, but there's relevance <laughs> to them. They typically don't just go, oh, well, I see I'm going to win that thing and I don't care. There are those people. But two, they turn into buyers. Be- and and Joanne, I talk to a lot, who is a, <laughs> she is a fabulous contester and she just loves to enter contests. It's her full-time job. She enters and wins and whole story. <laughs> I mean, it, it, she's so it's so bad she has stickers on her front door for the FedEx and the DHL guys to just come and, and do the scan <laughs> as a signature. She's got them all trained because she gets so many packages. That's funny. Uh, but you know, when I talked to her, I said, well, does it make you feel any different towards the company that you're potentially? And she's like, hell yeah. She told me the story of she won a smartphone back in 2013 or something a long time ago. She turned around and bought the same brand of smartphone later, uh, 2015-ish, 2016. And she said, just this last year, 2018, she convinced her mother to buy that brand and she bought another one for herself and then she bought one for her son. So that's like four or five smartphones. So there's like this this flavor of loyalty that comes across because she says, that company's given me the chance to win. Even if I don't win the contest, I feel that much better about the brand about the company because they gave me the chance to do that. And sure, so that's interesting. all of those kind of things just go into me. The, uh, the third thing about it, Arthur, is in the kinds of contests that we run today. I mean, it used to be in the old days that you filled out a form and you dropped it in a, in a bucket or something to be able to be entered, right? The old manual way. Now what you do is you try to get more entries by sharing things, you know, share your link, blah, 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 you'll get more points, more entries, all that kind of stuff. The people that are sweepers or contesters tell me that they are sharing, right? They don't just share to other people that are contesters or sweepers, they share it on their Facebook timeline, which gives you this wide range of people that are their friends, they don't necessarily happen to be sweepers. They could be, but they could be mom, grandpa, you know, neighbor, whatever. And so what they're doing is they're publicizing your brand for you. And isn't that what we want? As, as somebody who's running a building a brand, you want people talking about you. You want people spreading the word. Of course. So even if they're only in there in the campaign just to win the free thing for that excitement if those people work for me i'm gonna freaking use them i'm gonna get them to share the message as wide as possible because that's what we're we're begging for them to do exactly can you tell i like this stuff i'm a little passionate about this
0: you know i i am with you i find it so interesting as to the loyalties of people um and what they follow and they really you know we've seen from at DealMax. you know right. we, we give away a lot of sweepstakes yeah, um, a lot of prizes, and you do you get people to follow us. And I'm not, yeah, i mean, in my case, I'm more cons- I'm more interested in them following DealMax, and so we buy the prizes, right? But the loyalty that I'm sure that we're handing off to all these different people, because they take pictures there. These people send us pictures. You can go to our Facebook page and our, our website. There are people sending us pictures of them using the products. Nice. So no, they're not just throwing them up back up on eBay to make a few bucks.
1: Right. Perfect.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what we want. Exactly. Exactly. From a sweepstakes perspective. Sure. From a customer, from a, from a vendor perspective. Yeah, of course. Right. So now you show people how to do sweepstakes. You are a sweeper, a sweepstakes admin for hire, right? Correct. Correct. So tell me your process. What's your process? Someone walks in and goes, I need to get 10,000 registration, Mitch, registrations in, in the next, you know, 60 days. What's your process? What do you go through when, when someone walks up to you like that?
1: That's a great question. Most people, especially the ones that think they can do it on their own, and I believe we talked about this before, is that they think, well, all I have to do is throw up a prize and I'm going to get a lot of leads. And let, if I may give you an, an example I talked about this morning on Facebook, uh, i in, in my photography blog world, I talked to a guy and tried to get him to run contests with me for a long time. And I talked to him at, a, at a, um, an event face-to-face and he says, well, Mitch, I just ran one on my own and I got 100,000 leads. Now I didn't, <laughs> I, w- I was like, okay, well, you don't need me, right? But so here's a guy that's offering photography gear to sell to photographers. So I said, all right, what was the prize that you offered? I said, well, we offered a week trip to Iceland because photographers love Iceland. I mean, it's this picturesque, it's, everything's gorgeous. And well, so that's what we offered. And we, we paid a, an Instagram influencer $10,000 to promote it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so you got over 100,000 leads and I still think he was talking about entries, okay? And we, you, you and I know that 100,000 entries might really be just 10,000 leads, right? Because of all the points and everything else. So I don't know exactly how many email addresses he got out of it. But I said, look, you could, I mean, I, as a non photographer, I wanna take my wife to Iceland, right? I wanna win that trip. So grandpa, grandma, moms and pops, maybe honeymooners that can't afford a honeymoon all those people are gonna enter a contest. It wasn't specifically like, take this photography tour. It was just a, oh, let's go to Iceland vacation. Yes. Like, that's the wrong kind of prize. It's gonna get you some photographers, but your 100,000, whatever number you came up with is not targeted. They're not the kind of people that want to end up buying stuff from you. And I know you and I talked the other day about you know, specifically targeting an offer to get the right kind of people to be able to market to them later. I mean, that's, that's why we do this from a vendor's perspective. So, your question was... <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was my it, question?
1: <laughs> what was your question? Is What do I talk to about uh, people about running a contest? So, in terms of that Iceland gear guy, for example, what he didn't do is spend the time up front. And this is, this is where when I get people really involved and when I get a client on the phone, and I had one this morning and he was like, uh, I told him, I said, we're, the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna sit down and I'm gonna show you all of the different things that we could possibly do. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna spend maybe an hour or more brainstorming what the right offer is for your audience. And he's like, Mitch, I don't have time for that. I really, I really don't have time to sit down and do that. And I'm like, okay, fine. If you don't want to do that, let's just throw up some stupid prize. And I can't guarantee what kind of leads you're going to get. I don't know whether that's going to bring in the right kind of people, the right quality. I mean, you. And he's like, okay, fine. We'll sit down. And we actually had the meeting this morning. <laughs> And at the end, he's like, oh, man, now I understand. And I've given him homework, right? He's now got to come up with a list of all the different things that he could potentially offer that would potentially appeal. I'll give you another example. Uh, My friend Bradley runs contests for clients. And I like this because it's easy for people to understand. So one of the clients he had was in the survival niche. And, you know, people that are afraid that the bomb's going to go off and so they're digging holes and all that kind of crazy <laughs> stuff, right? And so they offered a whole series of different offers, different prizes, and they worked and they didn't, and they, and they test, right? Because, you know, not yeah. necessarily the right, th- you, know, you, th- you might think you know what they want, but maybe you'll stumble into the right thing, maybe you won't. But so they tested multiple things and they came down to a $49 halogen fancy ass flashlight that was like, everybody went, oh, yes, I want, I want that. That's the, I mean, it's and it doesn't have to be expensive is my point, right? But they finally looked deeply into the eyes of their community and said, what do you really, really want? And they found this is their offer. And now they're getting leads like crazy. They're coming in. I'd love to have a fancy ass $49 halogen flashlight. That floats my boat. I'm not a survivalist, so I'm not necessarily the perfect guy, but then I might think, well, I, you know, I really need a little safety kit to put in the basement for a flood or whatever, so I might end up buying some of that stuff if I'm on their list. Yeah. So is
0: that, Go uh, ahead.
1: No, is, I was just going to say I think that answers the question.
0: Yeah, is is the product they choose? Uh, correctly or incorrectly, is that what you see as the number one mistake oh yeah that 's the choice of of product the product
1: Abs- absolutely and and my friend Bradley, I quote him all the time on this because I think his his phrase is is absolutely right it 's all about the offer, and if you find the right offer, the people are willing to crawl through broken glass to get it. Those are the kind of people that you want to have on your list because they 're very passionate they 're very focused on that thing. And therefore, they're going to be the right people for you, right? Uh, I know the the example, if if I can talk about it, that you and I talked about the other day that you're offering is the jewelry box, right? The Magnavox, I think it was a jewelry cleaner, right? So you find those people that are interested in that, you know, they like jewelry, right? And so you're putting the right offer in front of the people that you're eventually going to be able to sell your other products to. And that's the other thing that people often make a mistake of. They think they have to give away the thing that they're selling. Right?
0: <laughs> but
1: I'm maybe... laughing.
0: I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking notes here and I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because, because what you want to do is I – mean, I, ha- I have seen offers where a friend of mine, um, Chad, had a $495 software product that he, without my you know, assistance – ran a contest, and he had sales coming in, sales coming in, sales coming in, and then he ran this contest, and sales went down the dumper, because he was offering the very same thing that he was trying to sell, and a bunch of people went back, and they went like, I guess they're thinking to themselves, hey, I might win that, so why don't I wait until later to buy it? Right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you don't want to offer the thing that you really want to sell. <laughs> yep. You want to offer them something that's in the right neighborhood, the right ballpark, to be able to get in front of the right audience, and then you start nurturing them and educating them and and teaching them why they need your stuff.
0: Yes, I, I agree hundred percent. That's what we, you know, with with that specific suite, that specific offer. We also own a line of jewelry products. So right. We- traffic to that some of our more uh, our, our broader traffic we run it down to a niche product uh-huh. and then push them down so we take our our people who sign up for the ipad mini because everybody will sign up for that and then we push that down to the niche of jewelry and we've done the survival stuff also we've done that but i think my the next question is and i have my expectations when i set up I don't expect to set up a sweepstakes for a jewelry container and all of a sudden sell, you know, ten percent conversion rates on the back end after somebody set up, signed up a sweepstakes, because I think people's mentality is I'm here for the moment to win something. Right. Right. And so, is that an issue? How do you change your clients' expectations? How do you set their expectations? So going, look, this is just an entry point. Right. You know, you now have these leads, but they're not quite, they're not cold leads, but they're not hot leads. They're somewhere in the middle and you got to get them over here. <laughs> how do you, how do you change their expectations?
1: <laughs> I'm laughing. Uh, I, I love this kind of question because that's part of the, the education that drives me bonkers. Um, it is sometimes hard, especially, and I'm not going to name the vendor, <laughs> Lord knows they might watch this someday. Uh, Hopefully, so. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I won't go there. Uh, but I have run contests for them before. And I said, I'm, I'm, I ask because I mean, typically what I do is I run the offer and I hand them a, the list, right? And they go do something with it. And what I want to know is how well does that convert for them later, which is the question you're asking, right? And what I what I got from him on the phone was, I don't care. As long as you get me people that are warm-ish, that are interested in my niche-ish, then I'm gonna convert them at three to 5% somewhere in that neighborhood,
0: like down, the road.
1: down the road somewhere. You know, they may fall off the list, that's okay. If they're not interested in me, that's fine but the more you put on my list Mitch with running contests then the better off I'm going to be because I'm going to sell more. Now what I would love to do is to change that conversion rate and say look you you were doing 3 or 4% now let's say you get 5 6 7 8 9 10% in conversions and we're putting more people in the list. I I would love to see that happen but typically I'm not on the back end I'm just typically handing it over the wall which is different from what you do cuz you're actually running the offer okay. and running the business, right? So yes. you, you could answer that question better. But the other thing is that, uh, for example, what I have difficulty with, with the, some of the vendors is I say, all right, let's seed this contest with the list you already have. And I hear this all the time. Why would I send this to people that are already on my list? slap them across the face and head and I go look those are your biggest fans yeah why don't you say because they're like oh well they already they maybe they already bought something for me so why would I offer them a new you know new tripod whatever like those people are already your fans they would love to win the best newest thing you've got and they're going to be the ones that are going to advocate for you to bring in those referrals, which is where the gold is in terms of running a campaign. You want those people that are sharing and trying to bring in those new leads for you. That's the whole point for you doing this. Yeah. So why don't you seed it with your own list? Pump those people up, get them excited, offer them something that they haven't had before. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But then they don't, they don't always do it. And it just drives me crazy.
0: Yeah, I see. And that's the first thing we prime basically every one of our sweepstakes with our sweepstakes. That's it's the easiest way to do it. It's it's just sitting right there for you. Yeah. But I, I see. I see that same thing where people like because I've done some I've done a little bit, very little of what you do in right. the past. And I've helped people and they're like, this, you get that argument. Why? Why would I do that? Like you're hiring basically 10,000 advocates for nothing. Why wouldn't exactly. you not do it?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the, and, and they're willing to spend, you know, tons of money on going and running a Facebook ad to try to get cold people. Like you got this massive audience of people that already love you. Use those people. Yeah. Especially the other one is influencers, right? I mean, I mean in the photography world, they most of these brands have three or four ambassadors, right? People mm-hmm. that are, they're paying or giving free gear to that have a social media following. I'm like, how many, I asked them, why don't you get those people to promote it for you? They're already in your stead, go use them. And they're like, oh, we hadn't thought about that. Like, Aren't you people in marketing? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I mean, what do you people do?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's very, it's very true and very funny listening to it. Yes. Drives me bonkers. So we've addressed what you do. We've addressed how um, you, you run sweepstakes and we've addressed what we think some of the biggest mistakes people make are. And without taking all your trade secrets huh. if, that
1: would take that would take you know how i talk oh, that would take a long time but okay. go ahead without,
0: without taking all your trade secrets i'm starting a line of clothing author's clothing how would you how do you teach uh, somebody to how do you get them to start a sweepstakes how do you convince them that sweepstakes will generate them traffic and how ha- and 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 warm leads and how do you get them to go down that process what is your process that's a great question and And i'll send you a free shirt from the new author's clothing line okay thanks (laughs)
1: um it's it, it is there is an education process which i didn't think was going to be necessary in terms of starting this up because i'm like everybody knows what a contest sweepstakes is right A giveaway yeah you everybody's seen, "Hey, win a new car I mean there's a new car sitting in the mall down the street with you know people could drop in their thing to win. Everybody knows what that is, but it's it's rather bizarre that the people that are in marketing don't understand how valuable those are yeah, how it works and so what i 've started doing is i uh, posting and going Facebook Live and talking to people about the value. I mean, the number one thing that most people don't understand, and, and I realize this is a very general number. It's like, It's like saying all white people are racist or something really lame, and I'm not going to go down that. But <laughs> it's a generalization, but it is a number that is calculated based on experience, and I know plenty of marketer people that have done analysis on this, and they say, that number is generally right, but we could do better than that. But most people don't think about it in, in specific terms. I mean, let's go back to a billboard, right? So some restaurant business locally has a billboard. How many people does that convert into? What is, what is the value that, that brings them? And, and every marketer in town will go, I don't know. It's just something we do. Right. And we're there. Everybody else did it or has done it. So we're going to keep doing it because supposedly that works. Now, the number is a dollar per email per month on your email list is what the marketing industry says is a good number. So if you have a thousand people on your email list and you're marketing to them and not just slamming sale, sale, buy, 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 you know, you've got to talk to them. You've got to build a relationship. That's $1,000 in income per month for over a year. That's $12,000 theoretically that you should be earning from your list, okay? Now, most people you know, like if you're an entrepreneur just starting out, trying to figure out what to do, most people are out there trying to get people into their website. I mean, what what does a visitor to your website bring you? Nothing, right? (laughs) I mean, you build a funnel. What does that bring you? you 're trying to get them to a sales, but if you have a number, if you could have people on your email list that you 're repetitively talking to and putting offers in front of them, they could be earning a dollar per month Now, I know people that are earning two and three and four dollars per month from their list. you get ten thousand people on your list at a dollar a month now you 're starting to talk some bucks right yeah. They have to be targeted people though you can 't go to the Iceland example and have this massive list of people that don't give a rat's patootie about your photography gear. you got to be targeted people. So what I try to do is to educate. There's a whole bunch more statistics like um, AppSumo did a study and found out that a contest lead is worth 55% more total revenue, customer lifetime value. This is a really crazy figure. But a contest lead is worth 55% more revenue than normal marketing lead. Now, I mean, you go to anybody and you say, hey, marketing guy, if I could bring you a business guy, I could bring you 55% more revenue from every customer you have on your list. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you freaking be doing that? So what I start doing is trying to do this education about how valuable those leads are. And again, there's all kinds of you know, ifs, ands, or buts and sweepers versus freebie seekers and all that kind of stuff. But if you get the right kind of people on your list and you have 10,000 targeted people that are interested, which is a hell of a lot worth more than 100,000 people that don't have any kind of clue, then you, that's money. And again, that's you go back to the beginning of the conversation of you lose your Amazon ranking or your Google ranking you got those people that you're constantly working with. Sure. And so that's the like, core basis of your business to be working with those guys. And so as I educate people, they go, well, wait, wait a minute. Why aren't I doing that, Mitch? And so that's, that's kind of how I put that in front of them. But it all comes down to you can't just throw a contest out there. And I relate that to most people as like a Facebook ad, right? The first time you ran a Facebook ad, Arthur, I bet it sucked a rock, right? Wasn't the best. wasn't the best. But as you learn how to do the process, you go through this education, you spend a bunch of money, and you come now where you were spending 6 10 $8 a lead. Now you're getting down to the smaller numbers. Mm-hmm. That's the yep. same thing that happens with a contest. Your first contest is likely to suck a rock. If, especially if you don't come through me, Ta-da!
0: Especially, um,
1: but, but because what I do, I'm, I'll give you another example. I've talked to this gal Jenna for months and months last year. She's like, Mitch, I've done contests. I can't get anybody that that's come through my contest to buy my stuff. And I said, okay, you're not learning the first part, first part of the process, which is the planning part, the figuring out what the right offer is. She said, all right, humor me. So we actually did <laughs> facebook live that went two hours and i went through a lot of this stuff with her and she was like holy crap mitch i didn't spend this kind of time creating my first offer no wonder it sucked and so that's it does take work but what i mean look arthur you know you can you can put the right uh, what you think is the right offer in front of the right audience now and you know how to do it there is no guessing game anymore Right, yeah, it might you might out. need a little bit but of testing,
0: but again, that's that's through us doing. You know, the current website's probably had close to 400 sweepstakes. Sure,
1: running. sure. And so yeah, but but you understand that that you've had this education process. I mean, you first you can one, go up.
0: Yeah, our first one sucked. It was bad. It was yeah. I mean, we just picked a random product. The images were horrible. The sharing, the setup, everything was. And, and you know, you can just by the sharing component of it, you can increase your signups by two, 300%. And so if you screw that up, you're, 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 you're wasting the whole time just by, right. by messing that up. Right.
1: I remember the very first contest I ran was an iPad for a photography gear review site. Like, okay, I learned that. I got a lot of signups, but none of those people had any interest in what I was doing. Yeah. Now I know.
0: Don't do that. Yeah. Don't. You've got a lot of signups. You're not going to get any, you're going to be a long, your long tail is not really going to work out well for you. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yep. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So tell me what exactly, what's your consulting like? How do you work with customers? You sit down and you go through everything with them. You walk them through what, tell me a little bit about Mitch's business. This is a little self plug component mitch right there this, this little self plug component i 'm good with it okay I'm good, good. It. well there's there's
1: there's kind of two aspects right now i am I am building a consulting business because I want to do the actual work right I want to have clients that will pay me to build a campaign for them, and typically what like this gentleman I was speaking to this morning he 's like. Uh, can't I just tell you what my business is and you go do it? Like, I would much rather have you help me understand what the business is and spend this planning time up front and then it becomes all, almost all me Easy. running the big campaign because I know what to do and I know what products you have to offer and I can help you craft the right offer that people like Bradley says are gonna crawl through broken glass to get. Mm-hmm. So there is that component of me wanting to do building for clients. And this, the learning side of that is that I get to find out about a whole bunch of different industries, right? I've got one going on right now with the a, a woo-woo space, as the woo-woo people like to talk about it, that is, it's a self-healing kind of web seminar that's in Fiji or, or Bali, Bali. So... It's like a $10,000 trip to Bali to go to this self-healing, woo-woo, and and I, I'm not making fun of them. The, <laughs> woo, the woo-woo people call themselves woo-woo, right, if yeah. you don't know that. But so that's, that's a space that I've never been in before, and so I'm having a, a bunch of, of learning happening there. Now, the other side of that is that there's a whole bunch of startup entrepreneurs that I am walking through the process. I've got a new program that I call Win Together. And what we're doing is, I mean, I I know how to teach people, right? I can do a webinar six, eight, 10 hours all day long of teaching people the process. But what I'm doing now is I thought, well, what if I actually make them do the campaign build at the same time I'm teaching them? And so what I have is this group of people that are coming through. And we start off in the planning process. We do two sessions for a week on the planning. Then the next week we do two sessions on how to actually build the campaign in the tool that I'm using. And then week three, hopefully, (laughs) so far people lag, they're busy, they're doing other things. But by week three, theoretically they have a campaign that they can start generating emails from. And so we run them for two or three weeks, short time frame, get it up and running. Then we go through the process of now we're going to nurture your list we 're going to talk to those people we're going to learn how to do some of that aspect to not just sell 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 and so over the span of about six weeks i've gotten people the the newbies from the planning process through the build process through the what do we do after process and i'm I'm personally really loving this because I get to see people actually doing it no, as opposed to me just going, I can, I've got classes that are, you know, hours and hours long and I don't know if people are going through it and I don't know that at the end, whether they're doing anything with it. Mm. It's certainly much more fun to see them actually fricking build something. That's right. So that's, that's what I'm doing. Excellent. Excellent.
0: That sounds interesting. I'm sure. I'm sure the help. I mean, just from my knowledge of the industry and uh, what well, we're both in the sweepstakes, we both have extensive, extensive experience in it. I'm on one side and you're on the other. I'm, we do it for ourselves. Mostly right. Right. Um, we help some people, but you really, your business is training people to run, run effective sweepstakes. So interesting.
1: Okay. That's what I'm doing. Excellent. I, and, and I mean, realistically that my goal, my long-term goal is to teach everybody on the planet that's in running their own small business or you know, I'm obviously we can do it for the big people, but people like McDonald's, they have the, you know, the monopoly game. They already have that down to a science. So they don't need me. <laughs> but you know, this the smaller companies, I really want them to understand the value of their list and the value of generating leads that are really interested in what they're doing.
0: Yeah. As many times as you hear email is dead, it really exactly. Hasn't of it. No. But-
1: well, let me let me throw another one at you. I just found this stat out not too long ago. HubSpot, which is in, you know, they're in marketing and stuff like that. Their survey of marketers said that 59% said the number one thing for ROI in their business is guess what? Email. Of course. It's not dead. 59% say their number one revenue generator is their email list. So what are you
0: people doing?
1: <laughs> Get busy. Build <laughs> busy your email lists. list.
0: Okay, I've got two quick questions. One is a fun one and one is um, something that may, people may be interested in and I've always seen as an issue with dealing with it online. How do you deal with local businesses? Can, do you know a way? Do you, how would you, my local retail store, um, how do you get around? How do they offer a sweepstakes regardless of the prize, regardless of all this? Is it even a function that a local business can really be effective um, building a sweepstakes?
1: Absolutely. Next question.
0: Okay. Because so <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, and I'd love to hear your, your thought on it, because I've seen you get the issues Is you're obviously, you're, you're really talking about a niche. Right. So that you're, And now it's not as much of the product. It's more your geo-demographic. Yes. Um, you know, you're not going to sell give away a, a free yoga class to somebody in the next state. Exactly. So it's all very, very local.
1: Exactly. And, and the fascinating thing, I talked to a guy that does um, LASIK in Chicago and he ran his first contest last fall and he got 1600 leads. And they said, well, none of those people are responding to me. I said, well, did you tell them you were in Chicago? He said, no. I said, well, so how do you know that somebody isn't from Japan on your list? He said, I don't. I said, well, there you got a problem. You might have 1,600 leads, but if they're all from all around the world, because you didn't tell them you were offering LASIK in Chicago, in the south side of Chicago, because even people in north side of Chicago probably don't want to go to the south side. So yes, there is a major local issue there. But it's no I mean, if you think, Arthur, about a restaurant, how many times you've been to a restaurant and there's a fishbowl at the front desk. Drop your card in. Drop your card in. That's a giveaway, right? That's a contest to get a free lunch next week. Just drop your business card in. Mm -hmm. What they're not doing is the component of what you and I do is the social sharing, right? Yes. So what you do when you're running your contest, and there's, there's a huge number of ways of doing this. I mean, you can do... Electronic, electronic geo-targeting, if you really want to dive into it, but the simple solution is like on your social sharing message, just like I did for this uh, contest I did for Fuji just a couple of weeks ago, they wanted it to be USA only, so right there in big bold letters, it says USA only, so the people that see that go, well, I'm in, in Japan, eh, I'm not going to even try, right, I'm not going to land on their landing page, I'm not going to do any of that stuff, because they told me not to, Yep. So there is nothing wrong with you saying Chicago residents, we have the best LASIK. There's nothing wrong with you
0: saying St. Louis, you know, really
1: target
0: in the advertising and the promotion. Yeah,
1: exactly. Tell them up front. So they're expecting it. And it's a, I mean, I, I talked about the billboard earlier. I can't tell you how many times I've seen billboards for restaurants and LASIK and local businesses. And I, I threw one away just the other day. The value pack thing that comes in the mail—you know, the old direct mail thing of trying to get you to sign up for—those work, but why not? I, I walked into a restaurant a year ago, and I—I I, I never followed up with them. I laugh about it because on the on the wall, the local newspaper, the magazine, it's called the Riverfront Times here in St. Louis. There's yeah. there's this. So it's sign on the wall it says Riverfront Times says we're the best pasta house, in, you know, it's not a pasta house, but you know, something like we're the best pasta restaurant in town. So I was taught, the manager happened to be behind the cash register at the time. I mean, it was a little busy, so I didn't spend a lot of time. But when I got up to the cash register, I said, Do you have an email list? Are you emailing your clients? He said, No, I've never thought about that. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah you <laughs> again preaching but he's like I don't have time for an email list. So there's an opportunity for somebody like you and me in terms of a local business to walk into a restaurant and say, I mean, I talk to the manager and hey, I could build you an email list so you can get in front of those people every month, offer them a, a coupon, offer them a, offer them a free meal, uh, you know, every every month you do a restaurant bottle of wine and a chauffeur you know all kinds of different things you could offer mm-hmm. restaurants are an easy target to talk about because everybody understands that yep um i've spoke i've i talked to a gentleman in australia who has a music company that he tried to do a giveaway for and they offered uh this amplifier for a guitar and I okay why don't you offer the guitar instead of the, you know, I mean, <laughs> you can, you have to think about again, what the prize is, right? If you, if you the giveaway didn't go so well because they had this electronic amplifier and it just doesn't scream to people, Hey, I want that. A guitar yeah. would be, you know, if it's a super sexy electric guitar signed by Yngwie Milstein or whatever his name is, obviously, <laughs> You're going to get more attention by something if you got the right offer. So it does depend, but but local businesses. The other thing that local businesses can do is work together, right? Mm-hmm. Put um, real estate agents. I've spoken to them, and they're like, "How could we possibly do a giveaway? Because you know it's kind of a narrow time frame. People are looking for a house. It's well." You've got moving companies that would love to get in front of people. You've got security alarm systems. You've got all kinds of things that, that are related to your business. You go get four or five of those together. You all share the emails when you run the campaign. You all promote to them. You don't do it the same day, the same time, but work together and figure something out. So there's all kinds of things you can do in a local, in a local market. And people don't think about that kind of stuff. In fact, if I can do a plug, my friend Bradley that I was talking about before, he is doing a local marketing summit in 82 days or something. He's asked me to present. And so there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are going to be in the summit. And I can give you the email if you or the sign up, which is just getting built. But there's obviously a market there for local business. And I'm so glad you asked me this question because... <laughs> It's untapped. I think it really is untapped yeah. in that people in traditional local marketing are thinking billboards and flyers and direct mail stuff when there's this email list that they could nurture and talk to every day. I'm going.
0: I'm going. Yep. I agree with you 100%. I told you I was long winded. Well, so now I'm going to ask you the most difficult question potentially anybody has ever asked you. Okay. I'm ready and it's not actually the question that's difficult the problem is it's a yes or no answer okay <laughs> can you answer the question can you answer yes or no i uh, yes <laughs> are is there are sweepstakes for are sweepstakes good for any type of business out there local big online offline service product are sweepstakes good for anybody? No. Really?
1: If, 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 I, you told me I could only answer yes or okay, well, no.
0: But yeah, but now I said real, because I was expecting <laughs> your answer to be yes. No. I really was expecting your answer to be yes.
1: All right. So let's suppose, Arthur, that you are a local business that is, and we have several of these in Missouri, in the adult toy business. So you are... I don't know how far you want me to go, but you understand what adult toys are.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Okay. Suppose that we're doing this viral kind of contest and I go to share that on Facebook. The first thing that I'm like going, oh, I don't want my mother to see this. I don't want my wife to see this. So I'm not going to do the social sharing. So there is a component of what we're doing with the social sharing that Mm. it has to be socially acceptable. Right? Yes. Um, I am probably not going to do a vaping contest for somebody because I don't think that's something that people but, will share. But even,
0: even, even with that, you're going down that road. So even with vaping and um, even that, there's nothing, if, if you find the right niche there and the right product, you're going down a road of people who are interested in vaping. So yes, it's really you and I may or may not. I've never run a contest like that. Right. You may not want to, but it really could work down that it, down that yes. line. And because, the problem with even the adult side is it's just you limit down your social sharing and your and we both know how big the social sharing is. On, yes. on, on sweepstakes, so that's you're eliminating it by picking. A product or being in the industry that 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 is going to niche down and have have a little issue now, that social share. there there is still a
1: component potentially of people might be willing to share on a one on one basis they might be willing not, to not take not their massive. their link and say, Hey Betty Lou, you know we 've been talking about our little sex life, and your husband <laughs> might really like this, so yeah. there could be that one on one and it just you just have to be able to address people in a kind of a different way. Um, I had another example of of a woman in the u k that lives in London, and she teaches uh fire breathing, like you know sword swallowing kind of stuff. She has a niche market. I mean, this is a really small niche. I would right? think, yeah. <laughs> And so if you're thinking about the social sharing aspects of that, it's not a whole lot of people that will just go out there because it's not that it's forbidden. They just don't think that their friends are going to be interested. Right? So there's that kind of side of it. I said to her, however, what if you did like um, team building, right? Now, I mean, we've all been in businesses, maybe (laughs) you haven't, but when I worked for Boeing they were really big on these team building sessions. I think fire breathing would be a really unique team building session. So, And people would be certainly willing to share, hey, I've had this really great team building thing, and that might make it more interesting as a sharing option than just a one-on-one sword swallowing class. And she toyed with the idea, and she ended up not doing it. But there are still ways of twisting the message a little bit, to get in front of the right audience, so I say no because it's not perfect for everyone. But the vast majority is yes.
0: Okay. See. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Didn't so, quite get to the one-word answer, no. but we're. Good. <laughs> Mitch, I hey. want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for your time. Of course, I enjoy talking talk about this stuff. again. Um, I think the viewers are going to love all your insights into the industry. Thank you. Um, and I truly appreciate your time, and I'm sure they will too. Thank you very much. Bet you have a great day. Same to you, Arthur. Thank you. All right. See ya. Stop the.